Hey, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Get in the Herd. Today is Thursday, May 7th, and today we have uh, two very special guests in our studio. One, um, my boss, uh, Jesse Wasaki, and <laughs> through the interwebs, a very special guest, um, Henrico County's Sheriff Alisa Gregory. Um, Sheriff Gregory is the first female uh, sheriff in Henrico County and the first African-American. And I'm so, so glad you're here on the show today. Thank you for coming. Um, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, today, hey, we, Sheriff Gregory. Hey, Jesse. We've asked uh, Sheriff Gregory to come in and talk about um, what's going on as far as COVID-19 is going. We're asking to talk about um, jail programs and their effectiveness as far as combating substance use disorder. And we were talking about budgets and beforehand, boy, we almost had an hour conversation uh, just in those 15 minutes. So we've got some good topics. So welcome to the show. Thank you again, Jesse. I'm glad you're here. I know you guys have worked together already on some things. Um, how are you? How's, how are things going with you? Oh, oh, and most importantly, it is Correctional Officers Appreciation Week. Is that what it yes, is? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yes. That's yeah, that's what prompted the call in the first place. So really? thank you for coming. I'm so glad you're here for that. And we, we, I know as a person who has spent time in a jail, I appreciate the work that you all have to do. So um, welcome to the show. How are you coping personally and how are you coping in the jail? Uh, well, it, it's different. Um, you know, it, it's like I said, it waited until um, I became sheriff to have a pandemic. So there was no <laughs> blueprint out there for um how to handle it i thought that my my uh, 20 years with sheriff mike wade had prepared me and i saw just about everything so <laughs> i felt like hey i got this you know what i'm saying I, i've seen a lot I, I had a lot of um lessons learned i'm working with sheriff wade and then here comes a pandemic okay so nobody has ever um managed through a pandemic no sheriff that in in our lifetime so it's like it's it's brand new territory it's like what do you do you have to get creative um and the thing is that everything you do uh impacts something else you know the the first first primary um goal for our operations now are to keep uh staff and inmates safe so um it's it's day by day, you know. I work with some amazing people. I'm shout out to um, the staff at the jail and the courts. Um, they are amazing. They have adapted. They have adjusted, um, and they keep us pushing forward. Um, then we have the Commonwealth's attorney, the judges, the defense, um, the 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 defense lawyers. They have all been jumping in there to help us um, mitigate and keep our process moving along so that we do not um, detain or hold folks longer than they should be um, in, incarcerated. So we're still working our plan that we had uh, prior to COVID, uh, mitigating and getting folks out into the community to participate in recovery versus uh, doing that inside uh, our jails. Uh, we know that the best place is in the community. Um, but we still have a, a vibrant program going on inside the jail. So um, looking forward to bringing in some of my partners like McShane um, and some of the other uh, recovery um, agencies around to be able to get in on the ground floor and help us to assess folks and find out where the best fit for them in the community 
is and tie them to some resources to help them uh, to move forward in, in recovery and be successful. Awesome. I, I appreciate again that you're here. I know that you inherited some really uh, substantial programs already in, in, already uh, integrated into Henrico County jail programs. Um, I know that you want to expand that and use that more. As you are you getting pushback? Are you getting support from your community? And as we're looking at COVID nineteen, right? As we're looking at the the decarceration movement, and you and I have talked about this before, um, and we talked about this just a minute ago. You know, we've had what I think about three hundred people already released early, so we're integrating a little more quickly, and sometimes, um, and as a result. McShin and other organizations like us have taken some of the calls, and we're very grateful to be a part of that conversation, about a part of that reentry process. How are you finding um, the balance with meeting the needs of public safety and meeting the needs of your incarcerated individuals? Well, you, you hit it on the head, Nathan. Being able to reach out and have partners in the community um, that are able to bridge that gap for us sometimes, you know, like I just, I think I just text you the other day looking for someone trying to connect somebody to a resource and that wasn't even an inmate um that's somebody that had been released in the community and because of the relationship and because of the support we gave while they were incarcerated um found themselves in in a bad place and reached out to us um and amazing i was able to with uh i think i hit you on facebook messenger or something mm -hmm. and and told you hey i need you I, I need somewhere for this person to go and instantly it was like, boom, I got somebody calling you. They were connected. This person was able to um, be taken in, not be on the street and be able, given another opportunity to, to work on their recovery. So um, I am so grateful um, to be able to have relationships like that with McShin and, and with real life and, and with true recovery where it, it's just a phone call. And people are willing to jump in there and help. And that, that's what it takes, you know. I, I told them, not everybody is in a place um, in their life or in their recovery where they can set their ego aside and say, hey, I need help, you know. But for those that are, I'm, I'm blessed to have resources that we can connect to in the community that no questions asked, just, okay, we got you. Send them. Um, you know, we, we've dropped folks off. We've connected to resources in the community and actually transported folks um, from the, from bed to bed, from the bed in the jail to a bed in the community. And and that's what it takes. You know, it, I, I, I was talking to you earlier, um, Nathan, and telling you that it is the smallest thing sometimes that can derail folks um, on this recovery path. And it's the same thing for for anybody else. You know, the stresses of life, they don't go away. And, and not being able to mitigate and handle that sometimes is that hiccup in the road that can take a good person. I, I mean, uh, this guy is um, good to the core, but just a small hiccup in the road can derail, um, derail him off, to that, off of that recovery path and, and send them to a place that is hard to get back from. So um, I'm grateful to what you guys do. Thank you. Thank you. And you mentioned that you still have the jail programs going. How is that working um, in this, in this, we were saying the age of COVID yesterday, in the age of COVID, how are they working right now without so, the peer-to-peer uh, -peer coming in? It, it's, it's um, they're, they're pulling together 
and they're working together and they're, they're keeping the program um, functioning in their individual um, housing units. But as with COVID in the community, we've been practicing distancing. Okay, so um, right now to keep areas safe and to mitigate just in case someone gets in or just in case uh, someone infected with the virus gets in that they don't cross contaminate and contaminate our entire um, facility, that's Jail East and Jail West, we've been kind of keeping everything separate. So, you know, how we're sheltering in place, um, we're kind of doing that inside of the jail just to mitigate and keep folks safe and keep folks healthy. So they're working it, they're working the program, they're working with their, uh, with the with the information and the program they have already set up, but it's different when you can't um, co-mingle the folks, the folks in the different phases, um, it becomes, it, it's, it's a challenge, but they are stepping up to the challenge just like the staff. Hey, I had a question. Um, so, um, you know, with the COVID-19, and I know you don't necessarily, you don't really have any kind of um, overseeing of the judges, um, but have you noticed um, like more of a, I guess, lax and letting people out earlier, inmates getting released early due to the COVID-19? Is, is that happening in this area? Well, I wouldn't say a lax, but I'm saying that the judges are willing to entertain um, someone with a plan, meaning someone that we can divert um, that has a plan set up, um, they are open and, and they have been very receptive um, to some of the plans that we've put forth to be able to transition folks from the jail maybe a little earlier. Um, we've been fortunate that we've been taking advantage of technology and um, conducting some court cases via video, meaning we can get, uh, get people through the process without a lot of movement, without um, keeping that distance uh, keeping folks safe, that, that's the court staff as well as the, the inmates and staff we have at the jail. So we've been able to uh, speed up the process for some, if, if you, for, for lack of a, mm -hmm. uh, a better way to explain it, meaning some of the delay that was in, um, in the court dockets, we've been able to mitigate that with uh, being able to push up the ones that are actually incarcerated while we delay the ones that um, delay the court cases for folks that aren't incarcerated. So for anybody that's not inc incarcerated right now with the Supreme Court order, their court cases have been pushed back. Um, I think right the last uh, order was uh, the 13th. So after the 13th, the, the docket is gonna pick up, you know, and unfortunately just because of the sheer volume and numbers that slows down court dates for folks. But mm -hmm. we've taken advantage of this period where the courts have been shut down for normal day-to-day, um, -day, um, all of the other court cases that would have been intertwined, and focusing solely on those folks that are incarcerated. So we've been able to move up some court dates. Um, we've been able to look at and, and use some, with, with guidance and a lot of thought, um, move up some release dates based on um, behavior and 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 having some uh, conversations with the CA's office and the judges and mitigate a lot of folks out. Like I said, I have not seen our jail population, um, these numbers, well, today it's 1065. I, I haven't seen those numbers since the early 2000s. 
Now, does this does this also mean that uh, crime is going down? I've seen some numbers elsewhere in the country that uh, just the regular day to day crime, you know, that has been going down. Have you seen a reduction uh, in crime in Henrico County? Um, there are the the I would say the for larcenies and uh, some of the nuisance crimes, unfortunately, there hasn't been a tremendous drop. Um, hmm. But crime overall, it seems that we have had a slight reduction. But we're still seeing those numbers with the, the, those nuisance crimes and, and, and some of the larcenies. Uh, so, so, Sheriff, with uh, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of new to the whole, I guess, um, the the outside of looking into the dynamics of a jail. Like I've been on the other side. Um, sometimes I got to pit, like you were saying earlier, Nathan. Like I, <laughs> I got to pinch myself. I can't believe like I'm sitting here talking to a sheriff and I'm not handcuffed. Um, so um, I've never been with you, Jesse. You've been handcuffed. This is the only relationship right? we have. It, it, it's still, I still like I can't believe it sometimes. Um, so. When you're at, at at the jail, you oversee pretty much the whole operations there, like the case managers, the case workers. Is that un, that falls under you as well? No. Now um, we okay. have we're contracted with Henrico Mental Health, the clinicians from mental health. So we actually have a contract, and we we pay their salaries, and they work in the jail. Um, but they actually fall under the supervision of Henrico County um, Mental Health, and then oh, okay. um, C, you have CCP. Um, they actually fall under um, a different umbrella. They're not under us, but they come in and they play a role um, inside the jail. And we have partnerships with, um, we, we work with DSS. Um, we work with all of the other agencies, but so no, when, when they don't fall under the sheriff's office. Under you. Uh, okay. And so then when, um, when, when, when you're releasing people, it's got to like, everybody's got to play a part to, to, to get them released, to get a nice, good, stable environment. Yes. Um, yeah, there's a lot to that behind closed doors. Everybody thinks it's a pretty easy thing. No. Like, hey, the sheriff, you can just go release somebody and let them go. But there's a whole dynamics in there. You know, um, the thing is, the, the judges, it, in lieu of having someone incarcerated, um, if if a plan can be put in place, I, I, we've also taken advantage of alternative sentencing. Um, we have, we're quite, we're supervising quite a few people um, via home incarceration. You know, it, those numbers have ramped up. So we're actually monitoring them um, in the community. You know, in lieu of having them inside the jail, they're actually um, fulfilling their sentences in their home, um, monitored by our investigators. Uh, some of the folks that post before COVID may not have gotten a, a bond. Um, if we've been able to mitigate and show where they have someone more safe in the community, um, where they can live and they could be monitored um, via the uh, GPS, the, the electronic monitoring, then we've been able to um, mitigate some of those folks away from the facility um, and, and supervise them that way in the community. So it's a lot, it's a, it's a lot of movement, moving pieces. And I yeah. mean, we meet and we talk, we have a, a team that consists of um, a CA, um, we have a representative. We, we constantly talk with the judges um, from all three courts, um, mental health. Uh, we, we can reach out and have a point of contact for uh, social services. 
So it takes all those folks and then my classification and folks at the jail. So they are constantly working and meeting and reviewing individuals because it's, it's no cookie cutter. It's, it's nothing where there's a plan where we can, this group of people, we can release them. It's each individual looking at what each individual needs, what are the possibilities and what plan can we put forth that the judge will agree on to be able to either before trial, um, allowing them to be under a supervised uh, capacity in the community or mitigating their case, meaning getting it moved up on the docket, getting it heard, um, showing that they, they have a plan should we be able to say, okay, um, you would be best, better suited in the community. So it's, it's constantly working and meeting um, and getting schedules to coordinate. I never knew how hard it was to be able to get <laughs> a CA, a defense attorney, and a judge all on the same docket in a day. That is amazing. It, it actually is like a, a thousand piece orchestra and getting everything to, to, to move together and making things work. So um, my hat's off to everybody that has been pulling together and working, the judges, the CAs, the defense attorneys, everybody's been amazing. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds like, uh, Reminds me of like stuff that that we do here. People from the outside like they'll look in at 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 machine. They think it's just like, like an, an easy task, and then right. you just got all these moving parts here. You got yeah. doctor visits, grocery store, mm -hmm. recovery coach, and you got to pull it all together to make it work. Yeah. Um, I, I, I I was curious because so you you um you started in in January, right? You 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 officially started this past January. Officially, or was yes. it, how long? Have you been? Yeah. Um, it was, was there anything, and I can, I can relate, I took on, I came to McShin, so I, I started, I've been at McShin a little over two years now, and so I had to, you know, start in a, in a new position, take on some, some people that I was familiar with, some people that I wasn't, um, so what, what do you, what was some of your, your challenges, did you have to change anything, or keep everything the same, or was everything going pretty good, I know you, so, you I, <laughs> I, I tell you, I, I, in my mind, I was like, I'm all set. I'm ready for this, I know. But I, I, to be honest, um, being sheriff is totally different from any other position I have ever <laughs> held in the sheriff's office because the buck stops with you. It's like um, everything that goes on, you're ultimately responsible, you know. And that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big weight to carry, you know, mm -hmm. knowing that, the decisions you make, and not only your decisions, but the decisions and actions of all 396 plus folks um, that work under that umbrella, all fall. You will get held accountable for the decisions. Yeah. Accountable. So yeah. it's like I, I, I lay down and I go to sleep sometimes, but my mind never shuts off because I'm always <laughs> thinking about one thing or another. You know, I jump from this place to that place. Um, I'm thankful that I was. Um, I had enough knowledge of the staff that we had to be able to um, get some people moved around and in the right places. Um, we promoted from within. Um, I'm happy to say that everyone in my um, in my in my administration staff um, came from within. So that's a blessing to have all of that experience and folks that already have uh, formed a working relationship. So it made it made operations uh, smoother until COVID just um, knocked us <laughs> off for a loop. But um, Put a wrench in it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we worked together, we worked together so long that it was easy for us to um, 
restructure the game plan and keep moving forward. You know, um, I'm, I'm so glad that we have the working relationship that we have with the, um, the, with the county, with the county manager and, and the board of supervisors and all of the other departments. Cause I'm, I'm like you, Jesse, people look and see and think that, oh, you know, it's easy. It, there are so many moving parts to the fact that even with the building, working with general services, keeping everything running, keeping everything, keeping everything up to code, you know, we've had two state inspections during the pandemic. Who does that? You know what I'm saying? I know, we came out with flying they colors. They Zoom? How they do the inspection? So, you know, who, yeah. who goes through a, a state audit during the pandemic <laughs> when you got everything shut down, you know, and I, I you make decisions and you try to make the best decisions you can. And, and these have been some tough decisions, like to shut down visitation. I was like, hmm. how are we going to make it through that? But I mean, communication is key. Everything we do, it's, it's an open book. We communicate with staff. We communicate with the inmate population. Everybody stays, stays informed. We have information, they have information, and, and it's made a difference. We've all been able to peacefully coexist, knock on wood, through COVID um, and be able to manage. And they see the work that we're putting in and the things that we're trying to do to mitigate. We don't want them incarcerated any longer than they have to to be. Um, and they see us working every day to, 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 to stand true to our word and, um, and help them along this process. So... It's been working pretty well so far. Jesse asked a question just before we went live, um, and we we had to stop to go live, but I think it's a, a good way to come back to this. Do your inmates have tablets and yep. access to? No. So that, that's a process that had been slowed down. We were okay. right at the cusp of signing our contract, our new contract, to be able to implement our new uh, jail management system, um, our kiosks and tablets um, for our inmate population. So because COVID has shut down and had made us revamp and revise how we do meetings and getting everybody on the same schedule to be able to meet, it slowed our contract down. But those things are um, on the horizon. We can actually see it, um, just can't touch it right now. But as soon as we have everybody agreed, you know, we haven't attorneys involved, it takes a little longer. So as soon as both parties, <laughs> attorneys can agree and uh, commit to the contract and we get the contract signed, then our MA population will have tablets. So that will make that'll make things that'll make life a little easier. Um, that'll yeah. help them be able to mitigate through some of the communication <laughs> channels as well as our staff um, and put them in touch and link them up with some resources that we don't have right now. Yeah, that's 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 good news. I uh, you know, I can tell you, I, I was in awe when when I went into uh, Pomo I think it was Pomo yeah, Pomonkey's mm -hmm. one of the gyms we go into, and I seen everybody with tablets. It just yeah, and I guess it's it's a new thing. All all the jails and the Department of Corrections are allowing, um, you know, offenders or inmates to have the tablets in there. I know when I was uh, incarcerated, there was. There was no tablets. Um, no, I didn't get a tablet. <laughs> I even seen some some people e-cigarettes. I think they were allowing e-cigarettes in some oh, wow. some jails. Um, so it's, it's interesting to see how things are evolving and changing. But the thing is, so many things can be um, streamlined with the use of tablets. Uh, correspondence. Yeah, yeah. 
meaning they can actually get uh, correspondence directly from um, from the outside. Family emails um, and stuff. Yeah. They can email. Mm-hmm. Actually, you can conduct visitation. You know, there's a way mm-hmm. to have visitation um, via the tablets and utilize the telephone via the tablet. So it makes life so much easier um, on, on everybody's part, not just the, the inmates, but the staff as well. So. I'm looking forward to it. It's it's going to help staff. It's going to help the the inmate population. Um, I just like the fact the ease of communication, meaning mm-hmm. you can you can set up a visit. How convenient is it for your family to get together and be able to set up a video visit and visit with you and check on you and know that you're okay and they don't have to travel all the way to the jail, you know. Um, right. It makes life easier. I, I look forward to being able to incorporate a way for attorneys to be able to have um, access to be able to communicate with with their clients and be able to get information and get things squared away for court um, without having to come in and, and see each individual. So um, I'm looking forward to it. I know it's going to make life easier for a lot of us. And we uh, we've been providing content um, well, for a while now, but we, we've been starting to put together content to put on uh, thumb drives to yeah. provide to one, another one of our jail programs. Um, I don't know if that's actually started yet, but I know we were doing that. Sort of works. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's, I don't, that's, uh, I know that we can provide that that way, but we can also, we've used um, the technology or I've seen the technology used for uh, the tablets to be a tool for recovery. You know, being able to do recovery groups or at least to provide, you know, the, 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 the recorded recovery groups to the tablets for individuals who want to participate. Learn about what's out there. Like, mm-hmm. learn about what a recovery res- – I, when I was in jail, I had no idea what McShin was. Yeah. Um, yeah. I found – you know, I was in a McShin pod, and I learned what McShin was in jail, but I had no idea what I was getting myself into when I did come here. And, in, <laughs> in fact, I – as Jesse can attest, I bucked a little bit, you know, but I, I you know, I, I, I surrender sometimes, right. sometimes not really. Sometimes I still have to do that. I, uh, we had a good talk today, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a process. Recovery is not an overnight thing. It doesn't happen all at once. And to be surrounded by a community of people who understand and maybe have gone through what I've gone through is so incredibly beneficial to me. And so yes. you're behaving, having access to, if we can't have people in the jail, having mm-hmm. access to something in the jail, you know, I, it's critical. Um, I, 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 I don't know what it would be. Yeah, I, I yeah. wish we had that now, um, Nathan. I, I wish we had the, the way uh, uh, we had the capability to be able to provide, keep that content going and um, be able to have uh, folks on the outside like, like McShin and, and, and other organizations be able to streamline some information in. Um, to let folks know what's available in in the community, you know what, how to connect them while they're there, so that when they leave out, they leave out with a plan. And everybody that 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 leaves out and and that we connect aren't where they should be. But I, I have seen so many examples of people that maybe they didn't get it the first go around, but they still got something and something set in. And, and, and maybe the second or third go around, they're always evolving, okay? Um, I'm, I'm a second chance, third chance kind of person. Um, I've grown up knowing that. Um, I got it from my grandmother. You know, nobody's ever to the point where you need to throw them away because there's some good in everybody, you know? So 
I just like the fact that if they can um, see the stories and see examples and, and see how folks have um, gotten to where they are. And, and some folks know people's prior history. And to see somebody that you saw that you, you thought they never wanted, were going to get it together, and then all of a sudden things are clicking and they got it, that's hope, you know. And, and yeah. some of the folks that we're dealing with really need to see that because their head's not in the right place, and that's okay, but they're listening. You know, we have a captive audience, yeah. you know. Unfortunately, it's by force because the doors are locked. But let's take advantage of um, that audience that we have because they receive it. You know, everybody doesn't receive it in the same way, but they, they get it. They get something, and, and it makes a difference. So the more we can educate them and connect them and let them know that, you know, it can be done. It's possible. You know, you can right. get it together. You know, and there are people out there that have been where you are and look at where they are now, you know. So I, I, I'll, be, I'll be also grateful when we're able to have that technology and be able to connect them to real life stories and, and, and real people that have walked the walk um, and made it to where, you know, made it, made it to a better place. Yeah, I tell you, um, I'm with you. I, I, I got to thank God for second chances, mm -hmm. third chances, fourth chances. I wouldn't be where Absolutely. I was at if I didn't. Didn't have a bunch of chances, and, and you know, a, a bunch yeah. of um people not giving up on me. So I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm with you on that. Um, hopefully, and you were saying um earlier that you know you right before COVID nineteen hit, you 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 um we were kind of in the process of partnering, mm -hmm. getting in there. Hopefully, still we you know McShins praying and hoping we can get in there. We 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 love Absolutely. we love what you're doing. We want to help. So um, I hope that still happens. Absolutely. Um, I, the, the, I love the. The idea of tablets and you know Zoom meetings, mm -hmm. but I'm such a, um, I guess I, and this is my personal preference, but I'm I, I love sitting like I, I'm more of like a sitting across from somebody talking and communicating kind of person. Um, but you know, I, like you said, your staff had to adapt. We we've, we've adapted here. We, I know I do probably a Zoom meeting, a couple of Zoom meetings a day. So it, it mm -hmm. you know, we, we definitely have adapted. But I um I love that face to face. Yeah. talking um you know just that uh that community of um being able to actually see somebody's you know yeah i i do miss the the connections um but at the same time uh what i love about learning this new tool uh well it's not a new tool but but learning how to use this tool the zoom and the conferencing for individuals who may not be as as quick to adapt socially and be face you know yeah. i'm a person who thrives on being with people, you know, I need to be with people. Yeah, you, you like. Uh, yeah, but at the same time, there are many people who would probably step yeah. in, you know, a little more quickly that way. So, you know, it's it's another, it's just another tool under our belt that we're all learning. And you know, this this pandemic's going to go away. We'll go back to a, a new normal, mm -hmm. but we'll go back to hugging each other again. You'll go back to shaking oh. hands again, barbecues in the in the park. I miss the barbecues, man. Yeah, I miss the park. We have big parties here, you know, we're, you know, recovery is fun and we're still making it fun. Like, you know, we had a guy on a couple of days ago was talking about a, a, a virtual music festival that's happening right now, actually. And it's a sober event that's happening. Well, I guess throughout the country now, but he's based in Colorado and, you know, we're finding new ways to engage people. So if there's one thing for me to take away from this is that we have new tools and, I'm scratching the surface. This tool right here, I have been so, I've loved doing this and being able to reach out and talk to people 
through the you've there's a big tv in front of me i keep pointing at you um pointing at the tv here and being able to interact and as you can see jesse there's like questions over here so um if we're looking at the yeah, comments somebody just somebody just texted me and said ask my question oh. <laughs> was it rayford yeah Ray, you want to ask uh, rayford's question go, go ahead go right ahead. <laughs> um a participant uh Oh, I, oh, darn, I broke anonymity, didn't I? <laughs> well, anyway, there's a guy here, Rayford Smith. He asks if there's anything that we can do, you know, we as members of the recovery community and as members of McShen can do to help the inmates transition into our care quicker and more efficiently. That's a great oh, well, question. Awesome question. Um, I don't, because a lot of people don't know the background, um, I think right now with the relationships that we have formed that we have um there's there's we already have a pipeline um mm. so because we've already set up and we know each other um pretty well the, the folks at mcshin and and know us over at the jail we're able to pick up the phone and make a call um and now that we have been have been have had some successes um and got some folks transitioned the judges are absolutely receptive to it as well. So um, we're, do, we're doing the work, and I think that um, you'll see things happen quicker and quicker. But right now, I think we have a really good system. It's just mitigating that front part because this is just one piece. Um, finding somewhere for them to go is just one piece. We, we're, we're working on the total person, and each individual comes with their own set of variables. So navigating all the variables and then being able to, once we get things aligned, being able to make a call and get folks right into um, into a house the next day or the same day, um, it's amazing. So it just keep the doors open. Um, we're going to keep doing our work on our end, working with uh, the Commonwealth Attorney and the judges um, and all the other agencies that are involved. Um, we're not going to take our foot off the pedal um, right now. Uh, post-COVID and now because of COVID has opened up some lines of communication and we're going to keep them open. So we're going to continue to do yeah. this work and con continue moving people into um, the community as quickly as we can. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just to, to, um, to add to that, Rayford, and what you know, great question. Uh, and, and, and I'm sure if you answered it perfectly and we were kind of talking about it earlier, it's just so much, that goes into it and pulling all those pieces together. So it, it, it's definitely hard. It's not an easy task. And I think what's important for everybody is, is, is really to understand that, you know, because a lot of times we'll get, you know, we'll get upset, you know, or we might get frustrated, but oh, it could be done, you know, this way, or it should be done that way, you know, um, you know, and it's, it's really, you know, applying an open mind, having some patience and knowing that we're all on the same team. Like the goal is to help, you know, uh, and, and I think that's real important. I try to keep that up front um, whenever I'm dealing with, um, you know, anybody in the community, other agencies, you know, even at home. That's like my main, that's my main motto, motto at home, same team, you know, and, and we're yeah. all on the same team. We got, we got the same goals for the most part. Yeah. And we, we're, we're all sort of in a, in a place where our failures get amplified and shown to the public so quickly and so easily and the successes aren't aren't shown as, as, as easily. We're responsible for showing those successes. And mm -hmm. and I'm grateful to have, you know, we're we're grateful to have partners like you who who recognize that, you know, we're people working towards recovery and we mm -hmm. we have hope and we can bring hope and bring you know that, that message to individuals and, and it may not get to be the first time or the second time. It may be, yeah. yeah. 
And you, you Nathan, you, you just talked about successes. There was actually somebody who just who mm-hmm. posted on there, Chris, Kristen Williams. She said she came straight from Enrico here, and and she's doing real good. So that's cool. You know, yeah, those, those that's are, amazing. Talking about, yeah. Um, I have a, 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 another uh, question. So, you had any advice to give somebody if they had some political aspirations? You know, you you were you were the first. You know, first woman, first African American. You know, any, any advice if somebody wanted to run for office? Nathan, you know, he, I think he's he's got some some political aspirations. Well, I just I just got off probation too. I wasn't listen. I just like um, dealing with a pandemic that was totally new for me. Um, politics was something that I never aspired to get involved with um, because I I I I think it's. I think we should all be a party of one party because mm. our goal should always be the same. We should be working to do the best for our, the people, um, for our constituents mm. and doing what's yeah. right. So it's still a struggle for me. Um, some of the, the negatives and the hurdles, um, if I wasn't uh, prayed up um, and it, I didn't have the faith that I had would have uh, turned me away. But I was determined to to get through it. Because ultimately, I I feel like that this is the place where I can have um, the biggest impact for my community. Like I said, I've been a lifelong resident of Henrico County. Um, Mm -hmm. I have a vested interest in the people that work for the jail and are in the jail. So um, you got to be strong. You know, I I was told by I was told by the former sheriff that um, sheriffs don't cry. Keep yourself together. (laughs) You know, toughen up. Tough enough. People gonna, you, he was like, you're going to be surprised by the people that support you, and you're going to be surprised by the people that don't support you. And just toughen up. You know what I'm saying? Be tough. All I'm saying is you got to be tough. You know, And don't take it personal. It, it's not personal. You know, And especially if you're in it for the right reasons, I mean, you can mitigate it and get through it. You know? you, you're the right yeah. person. Things will work out. You, you might get knocked down. People might try to tear you down. You know, Try to try to minimize you, but if you are meant to be, you will be, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and nobody can minimize who you are but you. So, you stay true to yourself, and and, and you're doing things for the right reason. Um, you all you all I can say is you'll survive. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm curious. What what did your uh, your family say when you you told them, look, I'm running. I'm I'm running for office. I'm getting into <laughs> politics. When I know my my fiance, she's that's her biggest fear because she knows like we we do some things here. We're always advocating. She's like, you better not get into politics. <laughs> she thinks they're all you know everybody's bad that's in politics. So, <laughs> and that's the thing. Um, we we always you know the the negative, um, is always sensationalized. You know. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like you know people always want to hear about you know the scandals, the bad, because, you know, I don't, in a way, I think it kind of helps people not deal with their own reality to hear about somebody else's demise or tragedy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you just gotta, you gotta steer past that. My family was like, okay, if you want to, I mean, you can do it, you know, and, and we're behind you. So they were be- very supportive when I said that this was what I wanted to do. Um, and they know me um, as a tougher person than I present out in the public. They just wanted to make sure that the public was ready for me. You know, I told them a lot of people. They ain't never worried about you crying. Right. A lot of people knew, the, knew you know, the chief or, or, or knew the colonel or, or knew the lieutenant or the captain. But very few people had met Lisa. 
So, um, <laughs> and that's the thing. Um, keeping keeping uh, keeping them from happening to meet Lisa and, and deal with Lisa because, mind you, it's not many folks out there that that could right stand up and take Lisa. But <laughs> I survived. I survived. And Lisa didn't. Yeah. Lisa didn't have to come out. So thank God. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you definitely have to be tough working inside the jail. So yes, yes. <laughs> and you have to well, be compassionate. You know, you got you got to you got to care. You know. Your heart has so to be in the right place. You gotta have a good balance. Yeah, you gotta yeah. have a good balance. Yeah. Was well, you know, as a peer recovery coach, and you know, someone who's kind of and still new to the field, but who works in recovery, balancing the compassion versus not enabling somebody, you know, mm-hmm. holding people accountable, um, is important for me, both ways. Yeah, you know, to be held accountable. Um, it is Correctional Officers Awareness Week. So, and we want to, you know, we want to celebrate you. Um, how has the, how has the county celebrated you? I, I've read the, I read the minutes of last week's meeting. So that's how I knew it was a awareness week. Um, have you had anything fun? Well, COVID has kind of put the, put the, put the brakes on us because, you know, at, but even before I was a sheriff, this is the week that I like to shower my, you know, go around to everybody's, uh, um, work area and take them little treats and, you know, have donuts, but you can't walk around with an open box of donuts letting folks dig in it, not with COVID, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you don't want to just set a box of pizza out. So it's been hard, but, it, but no doubt that, um, we, we celebrate, we celebrate each other every day. So we don't need a special week and we're going to make up for it when things get back to, uh, normal. The county has been really taking care of us, um, during COVID, you know, They've been feeding us anyway, so mm, we're, we're very appreciative. You know, like I said, it doesn't take one week to celebrate us. They celebrate and take care of us um, every day. So um, for that, I, we're grateful. We're, we're really grateful. I think I see Sheriff Leonard post uh, every other week. I think I see Sheriff Leonard posting how the, his county is taking care of him with food from this place or that yes, place. And, yeah. I, listen, yeah. feed us to death. <laughs> feed us to death. I, I, I told you keep walking and keep moving because people are going to love mm-hmm. us to death every time I turn around. So nobody's missing a meal. Um, and, but they've been treating us really well, really well. So. <laughs> um, moving forward, do you have any thoughts on uh, what's, what might happen, what the new normal is going to look like? Uh, we're going to, I tell you, we're going to really utilize technology. Um, uh, and I, I'm amazed, too, by some of the things we're able to do. I'm able to work from home. I'm still able to have meetings. Um, I've actually been able to set up where I do my sheriff's interview with folks that are uh, potential um, new hires and actually do it on WebEx so they can see me from whether I'm in the office or at home. We can talk. We can communicate, ask questions. Um, so we're going to we're going to keep we're going to keep utilizing that. You know, I'm excited that we'll be able to get our contract signed and be able to get some more technology in there for staff and, and the inmates um, and speed up some of the processes. I think the more we're able to communicate and connect, um, the quicker we can mitigate what we have to get done. You know, like I said, it, right now, working with each other and being able to to help and look at each individual. You know, I know a lot of people that just see that think that we can take them from bed to bed, you know, and which is what we kind of call it, bed to bed, going from a jail bed to uh, a recovery bed or a bed in the community thinks that it's just a snap process. But it, but it's not, you know, each individual has their own set of 
um, variables that you have to mitigate. Some people are dealing with uh, dual addictions, dealing with that coupled with mental health, um, critical medical issues. You got to connect all those pieces. You know, I never knew how hard it was to mitigate or get somebody that is dealing with addiction that's also suffering with a mental illness that has not been, um, whether they're post-diagnosis or they don't have that control. That's a hard person to place, you know, because you also have to think about the other people that are already in um, the centers or the houses where you're sending them. We got to be safe. So how, how do you get that person? How do you streamline or beeline that person into um, a resource in the community? It's very hard. You know, so I, I think people standing on the outside that don't know about all of the things that we mitigate and that we deal with um, don't have a true understanding of what it takes to get somebody from from the jail into the community, into um, into a recovery home or into um, an assistant living or into to somewhere safe in the community um, where they can actually yeah. um, benefit, you know not just throwing them out there. So it, it, it's tough. It, it's a lot of moving parts. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And, and and you're right. It's no, it's no cookie cutter. It's no, mm -mm. it's no one way with this. We, we talk about this a lot in um, McShin has what's called a recovery coach leadership training. Um, and, 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 and you should, you should maybe send some of the, um, some of your, you know, your staff, so it probably would benefit. We've actually had a couple um, deputies from some other jails come and take it. Um, but it's a leadership training um, and recovery coach training. And, and exactly what we talked about, how, um, you know, you can't, one person is not going to recover the way the other person is going to recover. No. You know, it's, not, yeah, it's, just, it's just not the same for everybody. So it's real important to, to what we call, um, you know, recovery capital is just to know all your resources out there. Mm -hmm. And that's the best way you can help the, the individual sitting in front of you. So, so you're definitely right about that. There's just no one way to do this. Yeah. Um, Sheriff, um, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Um, do you have any final thoughts any, any, uh, I, I actually, I want to, I want to point out somebody asked a question, um, but I won't ask you the direct question, but I'll just say a lot of what you say, and I'm, I'm going to echo what she's saying. A lot of what you say sounds like you have a ties in the recovery community, maybe not personally, but with family members. And I, I, I can applaud you for that because mm -hmm. whether or not you do, you know, a lot of what you say sounds like a lot of the things I hear in our recovery uh, meetings that I attend. So clearly you've done your homework. <laughs> well, um, um, and, and, I, and I saw the question scroll across the bottom. You see my eyes are going a thousand. This is a really active <laughs> Trying to keep up. Right, yeah. <laughs> trying to keep up. But um, yeah, so I, I do. I have a, a personal experience with close family members um, that have lost the struggle that are still struggling, you know? And for me, it's like, I've been in law enforcement for the last 21 years. And to say that I'm in that community and I still can't help somebody that I love, it's tough. You know, um, like I said, I, I, I've lost close, I lost an aunt um, uh, to an overdose, you know, and that was b before we had a Narcan, you know? So it's like, yeah, I see. And I'm talking about I, there's not one family member that I have that I don't think is uh, the salt of the earth. Um, one of the best people in the world, but mm, they yeah. struggle. They struggle with an addiction. People don't ask to, to to be addicted. You know what I'm saying? I know that firsthand before before scientists and theologists and, and people came up with the fact that 
man, maybe this is something that that that's that's medically or mentally wrong with a person because a person doesn't choose to be addictive and have their life go down go down the drain. They they just don't, you know. So yeah. it, I, I think it is if it was something where you could hit a switch and turn it off and on a lot of people would have been hit the switch and turned it off and on. You know, mm -hmm. we just haven't found it. And for each person it's different, you know, because why, why can I, why can I maybe take a social drink, but I have a family member that once they pick up a drink, they can't stop drinking. What is that about? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I personally dealt with it and I know that, you know, just because a person suffers with, a, with an addiction doesn't make them a bad person, you know, it's just being able to get in touch and connect them with the resources and, and be in the right time, you know, because like I said, if you stop on the first, second, third, fourth, or fifth chance with somebody, you're going to miss it because it may be that seventh or the eighth time that it takes right. and it finally clicks. So, you know, you just can't give up on people. So I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that um, I've, my upbringing and my exposure has given me that mindset. And I understand that um, no matter what happens, you just can't give up because you, a diamond in the rough. I see everybody as a diamond in the rough. And the thing is, you just don't know when they are going to sparkle and shine. So I'm always looking for um, that sparkle and shine moment. And I, I, I'll keep trying until I get to it. That's right. Don't don't quit five minutes for the miracle. That's right. That's something, yeah, that's something I, I was told early on. I tell you, the community is very, 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 um, very lucky to have you, you know, um, and Reco got a good one with you. So, well, I'm grateful for you guys. I, I, I told you, you, you may never have thought in your lifetime that you would actually be friends with the sheriff, but look at God. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we've actually sat next to each other you know? yes, I, I'm so grateful for you guys and, and I'm talking about not just having the, the relationship that we have in reference to being able to help people um, that are incarcerated and not incarcerated like, like I was saying earlier um, I just reached out to Nathan uh, just a couple of days ago for somebody to help somebody that wasn't even incarcerated you know what I'm saying that, that speaks volumes when people um, think enough of you to reach back and get help from you no matter where they are, you know, and, and I live for that to be able to help people because I don't judge, you know what I'm saying? But by the grace of God, there go I, it could have been me, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and that's my motto. That's what I live by. It, it could have been me. So the fact that I'm fortunate and blessed enough to be able to do what I do and help people, I'm, I'm grateful. You know, um, there are some that we've lost that, that, we, that I couldn't help. Uh, but I, I pour that effort into those that are here um, to, to continue to try to push them until they have their diamond in the rough moment and they, they finally shine. So That's wonderful. And you, you, you answered the question I was going to ask as a final question without me having to ask it. And that's, I love that about you because I, you, um, you're so caring. Um, and the last question I ask most of the guests here is what are you grateful for? And you've just said, what you're grateful for. And that's a yep. wonderful way to close. Jesse, I'll ask the same question of you. What are you grateful for today? Well, I, you know, I, again, I, I'm still in awe, you know, even though we've sat next to each other, you know, I just, I'm real grateful that we get to have a conversation and, and it's, and it's a conversation, uh, um, you know, like this, man, it's just a positive, healthy conversation and, and, you know, down to earth, you know, like my, like I was saying earlier, my, 
my fiance thinks everybody in the political spectrum is just bad people and you're you're down to earth just like us you know and, and it's, it's pretty cool to be able to have a conversation with you I, 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 I'm going to mention this, and I'm sorry, I forgot one more thing. I forgot to tell you, I don't know if I told you when I was on the phone with uh, Sheriff, uh, what, about two weeks ago, um, she was she was with her mom talking to me on the phone, and with the ACLU of Virginia, I think it was, right? And we were t she was in the middle of sewing uh, uh, face masks for her for her uh, employees, for her staff. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's where we are. That's what, and and I, I I love Sheriff Wade, but I don't see him doing that. <laughs> um, <laughs> bless his heart. Uh, I can say that because we're, we're we don't have many people watching now. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I, I, I'm in trouble. <laughs> uh, but I do want to say thank you again for taking the time out to be with us today, and appreciate your support. And uh, you know anything we can do to help, you know now and as we move forward in the future, you know please let us know how we can help. I mean we're we're on the same page. We're okay. trying to help people and bring just you know make people better citizens. You know put make people better taxpayers. I don't know yeah. paying my taxes. That's something I now do. It's crazy. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's one of those things. I and we appreciate you. Um, I want to say a special thank you to Todd. I forgot to mention Todd yesterday when I said thank you. So Todd, our phenomenal producer. Um, Hi, Todd. <laughs> who does a lot he's of the wizard behind the show. He is. Uh, he's, he's a I can see paint. him too. Uh -huh. Yep. Yep. You we, see him? Yeah. He's, yeah. he's that little box right there. He's that little uh -oh. box. <laughs> she she sees uh what's there on that big blue box i think right yeah um <laughs> I, I love this technology it's so goofy to me um, thank you jesse i appreciate you being here with us today it's a good conversation and thank you all for watching and participating um tomorrow we have uh richmond city commonwealth attorney colette mckeechan here with us um she'll be doing she'll be uh in the same spot that uh uh, Sheriff Gregory's in right over there. We'll ask her some good, hard questions about uh, uh, about the what's going on in the community. We'll have a good conversation. I love her too. She's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> just keep the dialogue going. So, thank you again for joining us, and have a great day, everybody. Thanks, Sheriff. Good talk. Thank you, guys.